This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Good morning, Life Church. How are we doing? Good. That is good. Who is enjoying our series? Putting Jesus first every day. And I and I love I love the idea of putting Jesus first every day and like we are revisiting the series and we're doing very practical things, learning very practical things. But I think for me, it's specific, like mainly in my life, putting Jesus first is more than something that we just do every day. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that we can choose to live and we can choose to say, this is how I'm going to do my life, is putting Jesus first every day. And we have heard so many great things so far. And today we're going to talk about decision making. How do we put Jesus first every day in our lives when it comes to making decisions? And it's a very funny thing for me to, and I, I'm going to be very honest, and I'm going to tell you that. But this week, as I was preparing this preach, and I prayed, and I, I had an idea what I, like, okay, I feel like that's God wants to, to speak to me, to speak to the church. And I had another idea, and I had another idea. And I'm like, when I'm preparing a preach, everything that comes to my mind, I, I write it down on my notes. And I was finishing preparing this preach yesterday, and I found myself with too many ideas. And I couldn't decide. And I'm being honest. I'm like, God, what's happening here? I'm preaching about decision making. And I cannot even decide what I'm speaking about. I cannot even decide like which of these lines I have to go. And I feel that that's how we feel sometimes in life. We, we have all different decisions. And you have the small decisions that you have to make. You have the decisions that actually we don't even think to make them. So, for example, as I'm speaking, I'm walking. I'm not every single step of the way thinking, do I take the next step? Do I? You don't think about that. You just walk. If you are hungry, you don't really think like, should I eat or should I not? You probably will think more, what do I eat or what I'm not going to eat. But some of the decisions that we make in life, they're simply done. We don't even think about them. Then you have the small decisions that is, what am I going to wear today? What should I eat? If you're that type of person that, you know, you like, I feel like it seems that I'm hungry. And then you open the fridge. Let me tell you, that is a big mistake. You're going to look. And you're going to look, and sometimes I do that. I'm like, I just like, I feel like I want to eat something, but I don't know what. And then you go and open the fridge, or you open your cupboard, and then you spend a long, long time. And sometimes you're probably going to go for the first thing you thought about. And these are decisions that we make that we have to think through, but they actually, they don't bring weight on you. Like, it doesn't bring weight on your life when a weight on you, you feel like, oh, this is a heavy decision to make. But we also have those decisions in life that are the decisions that kind of, they, they bring a bit of weight on us. Because they are decisions that most of them, you're making decisions for your life. You're making decisions sometimes that gonna, it's going to change the trajectory of your life. And these are the decisions I want us to talk about today. How do we put Jesus first? when we're making decisions about our life. God is not there open heaven or whatever heaven is, wherever God is everywhere, like trying to tell you, 
you should wear that shirt today. Today is the day to wear black. Today is the day to wear pink. God never tells me that. God, God normally tells me if he does, if he would, he would be like, just don't wear much color. But God is not doing that. But God wants to speak to us. He wants to help us when we are making big decisions for our lives. I was reading about decisions and I got fascinated about it. And I'm not good at science. As if you have heard me preaching before, I also confess that I was not good at physics. But I was reading about decision making. And there is some studies that tells us that as an adult, you make an average of 35 thousand decisions a day a day and then this morning I was I woke up and I was like because I'm preaching I'm gonna try to count how many decisions I will make until I start preaching I gave up it's too many like you wake up and the first thing you have to decide what do I do next do I get up do I do this do I get my phone if I get my phone what do I check my alarm went off do I put a snooze on it or do I I was just like, I can't. So I don't really know if you make 35,000 decisions a day, but there is a lot. And our brain processes decisions in different ways. Your brain, and if there is any science teachers in the room, I know there is. So if I say something wrong, you can come and correct me afterwards. But I was reading about it. Our brain goes through at least four steps to make a decision. And it's different steps if you're making a decision about something you have lived in the past. So if you go to a restaurant that you have been before, when you're deciding what you eat, your brain is gonna process different than when you go to a new restaurant. And I was fascinated by that. And the first thing I wanna say is like how God is incredible because he gave us the ability to make choice. He gave us the ability to make decisions and he gave us what we needed to do that well. Our brain. It's so fascinating how God gave us that. But God gave us more than that. God gives us his Holy Spirit that lives in us to also help us make good decisions. And I feel like in life, it's most of the times it's quite easy to decide between right and wrong. But it's very, very hard when you have, do I go right or do I go left? Do I take this job or do I take that job? Do I keep where I am? Do I keep in the path that I'm going or do I turn? God, what do I do? And today I hope we can, we can learn a bit of how we make good decisions. Jesus, he wants to help us. God wants to help you. I don't know if you're in a phase of your life now that you're like, ooh, that will be good. I do have some big decisions to make and I don't know what to do. God, I've been praying and I don't know what to do next. So I hope this helps you today. When it comes to making decisions that are going to change the trajectory of our life, we need to involve God in it. We need to involve God in it. But how do we do that? The first thing you do if you are making big decisions, if you need to make decisions that's going to change your life, if it seems a massive decision, if it's a small one, the first thing that has an advice I would give to you is use your Bible. What does the Bible have to say about the situation I'm in? What does the Bible have to say? The Bible probably will have either a scripture 
that can speak into your situation. And if you tell me there's not really a scripture, a Bible verse that can like pinpoint what I'm going through, there's many principles in this book that can speak into your situation. Sometimes we, God speaks loudly. Some people hear God's voice. Some people hear God's in many, many ways. But sometimes we get stuck and we don't make decisions because we don't know how to go, how to move forward. But God has already spoken. It's here. It's here. Are you using it when it comes to making your decisions? Are you opening your Bible and saying, God, okay, is this the way you want to speak to me? What, do you, what does the Bible have to say about the situation I'm in? If I'm deciding if I need to take that job or the other job, or if I should marry this person or if I shouldn't marry this person, if anything in life, the Bible has something to say about it. God has already spoken. And I feel like, and I, I, I have done that, and sometimes I find myself in that place that we, we want to hear a powerful and big and loud voice of God saying, hey, go right, or hey, go left. But God has already spoken, and it's here. So the first thing is if you have big decisions to make, and if you want to put Jesus first in those decisions, consult your Bible. God, what does the Bible have to say about the situation I'm in right now? What do I do next? The Bible says in Psalm, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God wants to bring light into the situation you are in. He wants to. God doesn't want to leave you in the darkness. God doesn't want to leave you lost he wants to bring light into the situation. And his word is a lamp for our faith. It's a lamp in our path. And I preached a few months ago about the Bible. And I, I, I based my preach on that verse because it's the idea of God wants to speak to us through this Bible. Through the Bible, through his words. And sometimes we don't go to it as much as we should. And we're saying, God, you're not speaking. I don't know what to do. God, nothing is happening. He has already spoken. He still speaks today through different ways. But if you're finding yourself in a place where you don't know what to do next, and you feel like God has not spoken in different ways, he has. Consult your Bible, and he will bring light into your situation. The second thing we can do when we are trying to make decisions and we want to put Jesus first in those decisions is we seek for wise advice. I wanted to make sure I put the word wise in there, not just seek for advice, because I feel like in situations that we go through, if you let, nearly everyone has something to say about it. But the Bible says in Proverbs 15.22, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advices, they succeed. And Proverbs is the book of the Bible that we talk about wisdom. So if you seek wise advice, there is wisdom in that. There is people around you, there is people in our church community that can help you. 
And sometimes all we either think, I am good enough and I know enough. I have lived enough, you know. I have been a Christian for my whole life. And we think that we don't need other people's help. Or maybe the situation you're going through, you feel embarrassed about that situation. And you need to make a decision to change something that you feel like, I need to change this. But we are too proud to ask someone to speak into our situations. And then we don't do that. And we get stuck. We don't move forward because we're not seeking advice. And seeking advice, maybe you think, but I can make my own decisions. Hey, I'm here. I've done it so far. I've done quite okay so far. But when you seek wise advice, it brings a different perspective. People have different views in life. People have different views in situations. And it can bring you a different perspective that you would never be able to get to by yourself. I love something that I, I, I love about Christian life. And is that we share our life. We share our life with each other. We share our burden with each other. So if you're going through a situation and you might be ashamed of the situation, you might feel like it's such a big decision, I don't need other people, you might be being proud. I, I sometimes I feel like, no, I, I don't need other people. I can make those decisions. But every time that I needed to make a decision, and I ask for wise advice. I went to people that I think, you can speak into my life. You, you, like people that display God, people that you see, people that love God, people that will help you put Jesus first, not yourself, not your own desires. Those are the people that we go for. When you're looking for wise advice, look for people that display Jesus. Look for people that are also like you, trying to put Jesus first in their lives. Because if you go for people that are not wise and not full of God, they might just get you to be also full of yourself. So look for wise advice. There is blessing in advice. God has given us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, but the Holy Spirit and God speak to you through other people as well. So look for wise advice. The third thing, and that is my life question, my Bible verse for life. And it was, it was very interesting because when I met Dan, he also mentioned that it was one of his Bible verse for life, things for life. And it's a very known verse. It's Matthew 6, 33 that says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And it's interesting because I, I only put that verse, but when Jesus is talking there, Jesus is talking about, hey, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Hey, do not be worrying about what you're going to dress, what you're going to eat. Seek my kingdom first, and all these other things will be added to you. So when it comes to decisions for, making decisions for life to put Jesus first, I have a question that helps me a lot in my life that is, what is the most effective thing I can do for the kingdom of God? If you're thinking about changing your job, maybe ask yourself that question. What is the most effective thing I can do for the kingdom of God? Is it staying where I am or is it moving on? 
if you're going through a situation in our family, in your family, with your friends, what is the most effective thing you can do for the kingdom of God? How do I bring God's kingdom into what I'm doing to make this decision? The Bible says that the kingdom of God is peace, joy, it's love. So when I make decisions, how do I put Jesus first? How do I look for his kingdom? How am I going to reach the most people for his kingdom with my decision? If you don't really know, but what does that mean? What does that mean to be effective for the kingdom of God? I love the story that's just been shared. Because when they decided to create the brand, the idea was we want to advance the kingdom of God. We want more people to be hearing about Jesus. We want more people to even be asking the questions, why are you wearing this T-shirt? That is a wise decision, and that's, that is the most effective thing they could do for the kingdom of God. And that's the most effective thing we can do for the kingdom of God, is looking for how do we present Jesus. And that sometimes is tricky. And then I want to go back to my, to my point before, is when you seek advice. And that's why I said seek for wise advice. And even in, in my life, when I was 20 years old, yeah, just that, a long time ago, was when I, I, I heard God put something in my heart that I had to leave my job, the full-time job I was working, and become a missionary. I was not living with my parents. Um, I had a very, very good job for my age, and for I had not gone to uni or anything by that point. And I was working in a, in a project in slums in Brazil with kids. And I was giving my volunteer time on a Sunday morning. Church in Brazil, most church, it happens in the evening. So don't think I was just like, you're not going to church, you're volunteer. I would do both on the same day. So I was working with those kids in a, in a slum in Brazil. And, and the kids, what we heard God directing us, we're only doing Sunday mornings. But we literally, me and my group of friends that started that, we felt like God wants to do more. Because just being here with these kids on a Sunday morning is not being enough to prevent them to get into drug dealing, to prevent them into getting into so many other bad things. Because during the week, they would be in school for about four hours a day, and the rest of the day, they would just be wandering around. So we decided we are going to do this full time. So we are going to have this project for the kids and young people full time. And when I, we decided and we were praying about that, I really, I, I was so convinced that God had spoken to me to leave my job. And I was like, great. I was happy. I didn't know how I was going to leave, okay? I didn't have a salary, nothing that was planned. And I decided to go to my parents. I'm like, they're going to, like, support my idea. My mom is a Christian. My dad is not. So you see there... What was the first mistake? My dad's not a Christian, so he would never understand that. And even my mom being a Christian, at that moment, she was not supportive of what I was 100% sure God had spoken to me. And my mom asked me, I never forget that. My mom said, but Marina, if you continue working, you can still give a bit of your time. And you can also help financially because the project will need financial help. And that was not exactly the question I asked myself that day. But on that day, I remember I said to my mom, Mom, but that is not the best I can do. That's not what God is asking me to do. 
God is asking for my time, not for money. And my mom was, my mom was like, if that's what you feel like, I don't think it's the best idea. You are only 20 years old. You don't have a house. You don't have, you have nothing. I basically had nothing. And then I went to my dad because my dad, he's not rich at all. But I was like, my dad has quite a good financial life. So I thought my dad might support me because even though he's not a Christian, I'm doing good to other people. And my dad, basically, he didn't even talk to me for a few months because he was so against it. But in that moment, that wasn't exactly, I wasn't mature enough and I didn't have an idea enough. But I feel like the Holy Spirit leading me to answer that question. What is the most effective thing I can do for the kingdom of God? And was giving up my job. It was giving up everything. It was going somehow against my parents. Not in a way of like dishonoring them. Because there is a difference in obeying and honoring. And I was at the stage of my life, at the age of my life, that I didn't need to actually obey my parents anymore. I needed to honor them. But before my parents, God was first in my life. And I, in that moment, I was already making the decision. Jesus, you are first in my life. And God, if you are speaking, I'm going to follow you. My mom decided, she said, if that's what you want to do, I'm going to bless you. I can't help you financially, but I will pray for you. I'll bless you. My dad was not a Christian, so I said, you, you do what you feel like you're doing. And here I am. If I had not made that decision, if I had not thought, this is ex- actually, it looks the hardest. It looks the one that took a lot. And let me tell you, so much faith throughout my, my journey because I did 14 years of work without having a salary. It took so much faith. Even coming to the UK, it was miracle after miracle after miracle. And I can see that what seemed a small decision in that moment was the most effective thing I could do for the kingdom of God. And not just because I'm here, but because now, 15 years later, I still have contact with some of those that were five years old. And now they're going to uni. They're getting married. They have finished uni. They're like speaking English. They're doing so much good things of life in their lives because of me and my other three crazy young adults decided to do in that moment. That was, it's not a career. It's not university. But the most effective thing we can do for the kingdom of God right now is give our time, our energy. So ask yourself that question. And when I talk about faith, it leads me to my next point, that when it comes to making big decisions, choose faith over fear. Big decisions, the decisions that will change the trajectory of our lives, they bring fear, they bring anxiety. And what that does makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you feel anxious, but if you don't choose faith, Fear will paralyze you. Fears paralyze you. Fears it stops you of living what God has got in store for you. Fear it stops you living what God has planned ahead for you. But it takes faith. Because if anyone in this room has lived that, please tell me later. But I don't know anyone who has had their whole life is created by God in front of them. 
So every time you need to make a decision, it takes faith. It takes a lot of faith to believe, God, I'm doing this. When I made that decision 20, 15 years ago, and I didn't have a salary, I, did, I had nothing. I was living, I was paying rent. And I went into, the, into that with no money in the bank, nothing. It took me so much faith, but God came through every single time. If I stop here, if I tell you guys all the miracles I lived, because I decided I'm not going to fear. I feel God is telling me to do this. So I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. Because I'm not going to let fear paralyze me. Fear robs your faith. If we let fear, if we let anxiety control us. And I'm not just, I know we struggle, some, a lot of people struggle with anxiety. And I'm not, I'm not talking about that. And there is help for that. And we need help for that if we are, we are struggling. But is that anxiety of like, I don't know. I don't, do you know? Have you, have you ever felt like, I don't know, I don't know. And then you, you find yourself in that place, you're like, I'm just paralyzed. I'm not moving forward. I'm not moving back. I'm not moving anywhere because my fear is controlling me. Choose faith over fear. And even if you do all these things that I'm suggesting, and sometimes you choose faith over fear, and you're going to just say, I'm going to go for it, you might get it wrong. We all do. We're human beings. And then the last thing I, wanna, I want us to think is, but what do we do when I make a bad decision? What do I do when I choose the wrong thing? What do I do when I actually, I realize that my decision is not putting Jesus first? I want to read to you this verse that says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. If you love God, if your heart is in the place of, I want to put Jesus first, I got it wrong. God is bigger than your bad decisions. God is bigger than our bad decisions. And it's the idea of we need to pivot. You pivot. You change your perspective. You go from this was not a failure. This can be a lesson. I can learn and I can grow from that. And because God works all things for the good of those who love him. And it's not just about the decisions you make. It's about the decisions that people make that affects you. If I share you my story, there's so many bad decisions that people have made that have affected you. That if I could just be looking at them exactly how they are, I would have stopped. I would have been paralyzed. But when I look back and I pivot and I change my perspective, I see God is working all things for the good of those who love him. He is working through your bad decisions. He is bigger than your bad decisions. He is bigger than the mistakes you make. And if you bring it to him, he can make, he can get your bad decisions and work it for his purpose. Does that does not give us the the right to just go and make bad decisions because when we decide we want to put Jesus first every day, that's not what we do. But there is grace for bad decisions. There is grace on the cross. 
God is the God who can pivot things and get a cross, which was a symbol of death, and make it become a symbol of life. God can get your bad mistakes, your bad choice, your wrong choice, and turn it into something good. God can get all the mistakes or the bad choice that other people have made that have affected you and turn it into something good. I'm the proof of that. I'm not preaching, I'm not saying that from a place where I don't know what that means. I do. I know how much people can hurt us. I know how much people can choose to do things that really, really hurt us and can affect us for the rest of our lives. But I also know that the God that we serve can get all the bad things and turn it into something good. We heard here today how something so bad, how a bad decision that was made, but it brought a family to Jesus. Because God, He's not doing the bad things. He's not. But He's so good. He loves us so much that He can turn the bad things into something good. So if you find yourself in the place of, Jesus, sorry, I messed up again. I made the wrong decision. Remember yourself. God can work all things for, the, for good for the ones who love Him. I hope that helps you. I saw Roxanne, if you see Roxanne around, she's wearing that Bible verse in her back today. God works. He wants to help you. There is the Bible, there's people. There is many ways that He wants to help us to make good decisions. But if you have made bad decisions in your life, He can turn that into something good if you trust Him. And... There's no best decision we can make in our lives than to follow Jesus. That is far, far the best, the most wonderful, the most fulfilling decisions that we can do in our lives is to follow Jesus. So I don't know if you're here this morning and you might be in a place where you, you're just a bit far away from Jesus. Maybe people have done things to you that you like. How is it possible to have a God that exists and let these bad things happen to me. Or maybe you're here this morning and you came and you made the amazing decision to walk through those doors. I just want to tell you there's no best decision you can make than to follow Jesus. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation, and the nations with the good news about Jesus.